Hello and welcome to another edition of Addition. I'm your host, Adi Adewusi. I'm a product manager at Microsoft, mathematician, a futurist, a tech optimist, artist, and creator. And I'm here every day, Monday through Friday, bringing you the news, what's hot in tech, an update on the markets, as well as some career advice and what I'm geeked out about this week. So before we go in, go ahead and like this video. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell. Uh, if you're waiting on me to post on LinkedIn or Twitter when the when a new episode comes out, that you don't need to do that. You can just get notifications directly from YouTube or get the podcast directly in your inbox from on Substack, editionpod.substack.com. Um, but of course, you can follow me on Twitter at editionpod at Adi Adewusi if you want to follow my personal Twitter. I'm also on TikTok at EditionPod, Instagram at Edition with Addy. So go ahead, like, share, subscribe, rate, review, if you, especially if you're listening to a podcast platform. I appreciate the people who have left five-star reviews, but I absolutely need more. So um, if you have time today, please go ahead in your podcast player, just, you know, do a review, would love a five-star review. Um, and yeah, that would help support the podcast. All right, so let's get into the markets. So crypto, crypto is up actually um, on the past five days. Bitcoin is up three point two one percent, back over thirty thousand at thirty thousand three eighty five. Ethereum is up three point four percent, back over two thousand at two thousand sixty seven. Um, also, end of last week, I didn't get a chance to discuss this. But A16Z or Andreessen Horowitz released their State of Crypto report. So I'm linking that in the show notes. Um, this is information that if you listen to the A16Z Crypto Startup School episode, none of this will be new to you. But basically, they package together, you know, what's really going on in crypto. Yes, the prices are down, but a lot of money was deployed to crypto startups. And essentially, we're in a building phase. And crypto typically has these predictable cycles that follow. It starts with the price, which increases the interest, which increases the number of new ideas, which increases the number of startups and projects. And then they're building, 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 and then the price um, goes back up. So this is their thesis on crypto. Um, I highly recommend you taking a look if you're a crypto investor or crypto curious. So. All right, going back to the market. So the stock markets, the S&P 500 is down 0.91% on the past five days. The NASDAQ is down 1.33% on the past five days. So it looks like the markets are slowly maybe recovering, but it's way too soon to tell. We have no idea what the rest of this year is going to look like. Okay, so now let's get into the hot topics of tech. First thing I saw this morning, Klarna layoffs. So Klarna fires 10% of its team amid a valuation crunch, and this is from Sifted. So I quote from the article, the Swedish buy now, pay later company Klarna is about to lay off 10% of its workforce, according to the CEO and founder and co-founder, Sebastian Simiatowkowski. Continuing the quote, last week, the Wall Street Journal reported that Klarna was seeing a new round of investment that could see its valuation brought down by a third from the $46 billion to $30 billion. According to Swedish tech site D-Digital, the goal is to raise as much as $1.1 billion of fresh capital. 
Amid the global downturn, it needs to focus on its core business, See, the CEO told staff today. So um, buy now, play later, which is, you know, those startups like Affirm or Clarda, where you are going into a buy a purchase and it says you can either buy it now for $100 or get it now and only pay $20 for the next five weeks. So that's what Biden now pay later does. And it was at one point a shiny, bright spot in the fintech market. But people were saying this is really a feature, not a business. And we saw that with, um, you know, a firm being acquired. Oh, actually, let me let me fact check that real quick. Um, I believe it was um, Square. Afterpay. So it was Square that acquired Afterpay for $29 billion. And now it looks like Klarna is being downgraded from $46 billion to $30 billion. That's still over the $29 billion that Square just paid for Afterpay, but we shall see. So um, I do think that there is a future for buy now, pay later startups. I think this is just a consequence of valuations being a little bit overvalued in the present day, but I don't see buy now, pay later companies going anywhere. Okay, so next, Amazon warehouse issue. So I quote from PC Mag, the headline is, Amazon apparently has a big empty warehouse problem. So I quote from the article, the coronavirus pandemic resulted in online sales surging and with it, the need to store more stock but the world is returning to normal and Amazon has apparently been left with far too much warehouse capacity. I continue, people familiar with the situation claim Amazon needs to do something with over 10 million square foot of warehouse storage space, roughly the same size as 12 of the company's largest fulfillment centers it no longer needs. It may actually be triple that amount depending on which source you're listening to. So Amazon is about to lease out its 10 million square feet of warehouse storage. I, as a tech optimist, I see this as a good thing. Now there's more opportunities for warehouse businesses to lease warehouse space, maybe at a lower weight, a lower rate than they could before. So um, I don't see this as bad news. I see this as setting up the economy for a, a renaissance or a resurgence because as companies are lower in value as you know real estate prices go down etc this creates more opportunities you want to end for people who want to enter business in different markets so um it sounds like bad news but i think this is positive news but i guess if you're someone who holds amazon stock or um maybe square this is not good news for you but that's why i recommend investing not in single stocks but the s p 500 index fund Okay, so career segment. So informational interview 101. So this is coming out of the idea that while, you know, some companies are implementing retention companies, a lot of companies, just like we saw with Klarna, are laying off their staff. So whether you are actively looking, so if you're at a startup where your valuation has just tanked, you need to absolutely be looking for new opportunities. If you feel at risk in your company, in your department, um, you should absolutely be doing um, actual interviews. 
But let's say you're working at Google or, you know, Meta or any other big tech company that has not been doing any specific layoffs, but you also want don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, that is the time to be doing informational interviews. So typically informational interviews are with someone in a hiring capacity. So someone who would be hiring for open positions, whether they're open now or they will be open um, in a few months. So for me, the way I take an approach to the informational interview is doing the who, what, when, where, why. So the how is the informational interview, but who, who do, am I talking to? I'm talking to hiring managers that I either have a relationship with, want to build a relationship with, can get a warm introduction to on teams that I'm interested in. And then what, so what is the purpose of the informational interview? It should be very clear that you're interested in new opportunities and you want to know what it, it would be like to work on that team. What projects are they focused on? What's, what's important there? And the why, understand like why are you like what in your current position are you not happy about maybe it's the lack of job security maybe it's you've been wanting to make a move for a while um just understand like what you are hoping to gain like if you want to move to a new team because that's more secure you should probably be asking um you know how mission critical is your team in the informational interview and uh, when you should know when you're looking to move. If you're looking to move right now, then that should be clear in the conversation. If you are waiting, if maybe three months, six months, then have that timeline available. So once you know your who, what, when, where, and why, then you can formulate an informational interview. So, um, so I would, this would be an example of an email requesting an interview. Hi, hiring manager X. I am currently on Y team, and while I enjoy the work I'm doing, I'm looking for opportunities that will increase my skill set in data analytics. That's the why. And then um, I'm looking to make this move in the next one to three months, and I would like to know more about your team and um, how strong of a focus that I would be, I would have an opportunity to do data analytics. So that's an example. If you want something more concrete, um, I am doing free career workshopping sessions. So you can just email editionpod at gmail.com after you subscribe to the YouTube, subscribe to the Substack, editionpod.substack.com, as well as leave a five-star review on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify then you can do a free 30 minute career workshopping session with me and we can do something more concrete. Okay, so what am I geeked out about this week? Okay, so what am I geeked out about this week? So this week I have decided to double my savings. So basically every paycheck, I allocate a certain amount to my savings account and I have decided to double that number. Why? because I believe the housing market is going to be in a dramatically different place in the next two years. So I'm going to start saving for my housing down payment now. So in theory, I do have savings for my housing down payment, but those are in crypto right now. So I'm not selling those. 
Um, like I said, I do a five to 10 year investing horizon, so I wouldn't be selling those until later. Um, so I need like actual cash dedicated to a housing purchase now. I hadn't been saving for a house before because there was no light at the end of the tunnel. I was kind of accepting the fact that I'd probably be renting forever. But now that I'm starting to see that there's an impact to the rates raising and that the interest rates are going to continue to raise, there, I do believe there'll be an opportunity for me to buy what I want, which is a three-bedroom, two-bathroom, single-family home in the city limits of Atlanta with a garage and a single story in an ideal location. So that is what I'm looking for, and I am saving for that now. Um, and I, for those of you who are homeowners, I'm not saying like your home prices are going to dramatically drop. I'm just saying the market's going to look very different in the next two to five years. So for me as a millennial who has yet to enter the housing market, I'm excited that I'm actually about to start, you know, saving towards that goal intensely. So that's what I'm geeked out about. Yes, I know I'm a nerd. I'm a personal finance nerd. If you ever have any questions about, you know, managing your, your finances with your tech job, feel free to also email those as well, editionpod at gmail.com. Okay, well, it's Monday. I hope you guys have a great start to your week. I will see you tomorrow.